Recorded live. Thomas Dory and his criminal associates 
belonging to the organized crime and working as foreman employees are Diana Dean, the DSS Commissioner of Livingston County, Corinda Crossell, the DSA Commissioner of Monroe County in the Sanctuary City of Rochester, New York, and the Westchester County DSS Commissioner, Kevin McGuire. All of them are ruthless criminals who uh, stop at nothing in order to continue to perpetuate the trafficking of identities and government benefits in the United States and the assassination of American citizens and legal residents to keep this trafficking going. And because of my Christian activism, they have gotten so mad, not angry, but mad, uh, that they have sent um, assassins after all working for the DOJ and the local um, Department of Social Services dozens of times, uh, and they are sick and tired of uh, us continuing to report them, and uh, this is why they are uh, fed up and they are uh, at, a, at a point uh, they are trying to assassinate us by denying us, denying medical care to my mother or, or myself in the United States. So they contacted all the hospitals and clinics and doctor's offices and told them to deny us medical care, which is illegal, of course, like everything they do. So this is the situation. So pending uh, these uh, acts against uh, my person and against my mother, these criminals hate crimes. Uh, I will be with you at 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time. And of course, the persecution acts are, are not limited to the aforementioned. They are also false arrest uh, uh, or uh, trying to falsely arrest my elderly, disabled, epileptic mother and kill her in jail uh, so they can get rid of her uh, once and for all because a lot of illegals have installed her identity. So once uh, they assassinate her, the illegals can step into her identity with no fear of being prosecuted ever because um, they have been defrauding the United States government federal reserve account and the taxpayers with her identity and social security number. So they have tried to falsely arrest her as well and they have fabricated cases against myself uh, as well against her. They <laughs> Excuse me, fabricated a case against me. Uh, Corinda Crossdale, Diana Dean, Kevin McGuire, and New York Livingston County Sheriff, Thomas Dory, uh, as well as Nancy Berry Hill, the temporary SSA Commissioner, Social Security, Social Security Administration Commissioner. And uh, what they did was they uh, were uh, the intellectual architects of um, the assassination attempt against my mother and myself around the 14th of December of 2017 when they uh, faked uh, an illegal eviction which was uh, masquerading the assassination attempt 
uh, and the team was as follows. They uh, paid the local judge in Mount Morris, New York, to commit court fraud and uh, to supposedly issue a court order through a case of eviction against me and against my mother, my elderly disabled mother, because she owed uh, uh, 14 days of rent. So they issued uh, this uh, illegal eviction through a case that had no case numbers in the court, in the local court, and no index number. So it was pretty much by the word of mouth. So the word of mouth eviction was taken, uh, took place, and the aforementioned sheriff deputies uh, in charge of the organized crime evictions, uh, Ms. Phyllis, and other of the uh, supervisees of this sheriff, which worked for the oral sex local police chief in Mount Morris, and they called him the oral sex, you know why, uh, because he stabs women in the middle of the night who are driving drunk and um, forces them to perform oral sex for him in order for him to not uh, file charges uh, against them. So that's why they called him the, the oral sex police chief of Mount Morris. And uh, this assassination attempt against my person and against my mother were, was orchestrated by these people. And uh, luckily for us, the almighty uh, God's hand was over us. And uh, we did not die because they were going to assassinate us uh, at a motel we were going to go to. But then we decided not to go to because we know these criminals working as government employees. So this is what I mean when I mean persecution. They also, as you know, I loosened up uh, all the four tires of my uh, all the uh, all the four four tires uh, nuts of my Toyota Corolla 1995. And um, uh, this, this was done so we could kill ourselves in the highway. They also uh, changed, in the middle of the night, changed uh, the front two tires of my Toyota Corolla 1995. Uh, and one of them exploded in the middle of the highway when we were driving from Danville, New York, to um, the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, where, where we uh, filed a case against the aforementioned criminals working as foreman employees um, and stealing uh, the identities and government benefits of, the, of uh, the citizens and selling them to illegals. So these are some of the uh, dozens of assassination attempts that they have tried uh, against us. And it is a miracle that we are here uh, with you right now because of the almighty uh, Hence, uh, we are here with you. Otherwise, we would not be here. So with that being said, um, do you feel like giving a shout out? Do you feel like speaking the truth without being censored? This is your time. If you want your voice to be heard, call our talk show number at 724-444-7444.
724-444-7444 and enter my ID number, which is 145-906-POUND and you'll be connected with the call. Again, my ID number is 145-906-POUND and then you'll be connected with this call. And or, of course, you can join us in our chat room by going to www.talkshoe.com www.talkshoe.com Just enter my ID number and click go. It's free and fun. And you're going to like it. I know you will. So with that being said, let me just go into our um, daily prayer. And as you know, yesterday we did not finish uh, the material, even though we did uh, talk for about two hours or so. However, uh, we're going to uh, finish the rest of uh, yesterday's material today because we didn't finish yesterday due to a technical a problem that we had, a technical issue, but it's been resolved. So uh, we will finish uh, what we started yesterday and then we'll move on to today's call and see Understood? Okay, good. So as you were uh, listening to yesterday, we were talking about um, making a call of action for uh, elderly disabled citizens with my mother, and she's being retaliated against and being blocked from getting any medical care in the United States. Uh, and uh, as uh, all the hospitals, uh, all the doctor's clinics, and all the uh, doctor's offices, uh, the organized crime members working as uh, commissioners of DSS, SSA, and Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. In, New, in the New York State uh, the Department of Health Commissioner uh, have um, contacted the local state and um, different hospitals uh, and told them not to provide medical care to my mother, Lucia Yasmin. And since they sold and sold her Medicaid, uh, they have her with a medical insurance that guarantees that she cannot get medical care because she needs to come up $500 or $300 or so to see the different specialized area doctors that she needs to see. Uh, and uh, she only receives $1,000 per month and she has to pay $650 rent because her uh, New York State pension uh, was stolen by the aforementioned government employees belonging to the so um, this is why she needs you to make a call of action to these people so you can ask them to please stop violating the uh, federal laws, uh, the three federal laws that they are violating by keeping Lisa Oyarsson in a fraudulent medical insurance that she did not involve in, she did not involve in excuse me, and um, it is blocking her from getting the medical insurance that she uh, needs, her medical insurance, her years old medical insurance, which is uh, New York State straight Medicaid, and uh, her um, medical insurance, her 14 years old medical insurance, covers 100% of her medical care and medications. That's why 
they don't want to give it to her because they want to assassinate her. And um, since they want to assassinate her, uh, if they give her the her medical insurance and stop selling it to illegals, then she'll be able to see the factors that she needs to see, and she'll survive. So we need uh, all the type of calls of action, uh, and ask. Uh, we need them to ask uh, to please return Luisa Oyarzun's Medicaid, Medicaid to her, and uh, take her out of the fraudulent medical insurance that she was enrolled in without her knowledge or consent. Somebody used her um, medical, I mean, her information, personal and confidential information without her knowledge and without her permission and enrolled her in Medicare Part B as in boys, which is managed care. And as you know, people with AIDS and people who are chronically ill, like Luisa Oyarzun, cannot be in managed care because they cannot see the specialized area doctors that they need to see to have their immune uh, uh, system uh, taken care of. Uh, if they don't have access to this um, uh, straight Medicaid, then they die. And this is what is happening to my mother. She's dying because, not because of her uh, cancer or her uh, two leaking heart valve or her three stomach ulcers or her severe back injury or her multiple She's dying because she's not getting the medication that she needs uh, and the medical care that she needs because she cannot see the doctor that she needs uh, to take care of her cancer, her epilepsy, her multiple sclerosis, and other chronic illnesses, um, physical illnesses. So they are blocking her in order to kill her, and this is what is happening with her. So with that being said, please make the call of action and ask uh, the, uh, the person that I'm going to give you the information about to um, stop violating the social security administration federal law, which is uh, the Code of Federal Regulation, USC 1838B, as in boys, and USC 1818A, C, as in cat, 2B, as in boys. So, <coughs> excuse me. These are the laws that they, uh, the people who enrolled her uh, secretly in Medicare Part B, as in boys, are violating, uh, so there are multiple felons. And in addition to these two federal laws, um, they are in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act 1990, signed by uh, President W. Um, George Bush. And uh, because their violation of these laws, they should be prosecuted and put in jail. But the problem is that they are not going to be, or they are not being prosecuted and put in jail because the people who are in charge of prosecuting them are also. Uh, part of the organized crime uh, criminal network. So they're not going to be prosecuted, and that's why they are uh, assassinating citizens like Luisa Oyarzun. So uh, let me just tell you a little bit of Luisa Oyarzun's uh, background. So you know, uh, I know I told you, yes, you, you have that in mind when you make the call. If you would like to make the call and you can put it in your heart, to save the life of uh, a patriot who has worked dozens of years of her life, paid her taxes, uh, and uh, do everything, have done everything right, uh, including contributing to her social security uh, account. So uh, she 
has had the disgrace uh, to have uh, to apply to um, her government for her government her government excuse me she has had the disgrace to have to apply for her government benefits excuse me uh, at the following agencies the Social Security Administration Office the Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services and the Department of Social Services. Uh, she has had the disgrace to have to deal with uh, these commissioners and these people who are uh, who are very um, far away from providing the services that they are being paid for uh, and that they were hired for, which was to process the applications of the citizens so they can get their government benefits. They do process the application of the citizens and legal residents. However, they sell those benefits after they process the application, and the citizens never them. So we end up with uh, all the illegals getting the uh, citizens' benefits and uh, the legal residents' benefits, and the citizens and legal residents dying for lack of medical care, shelter, food, etc. You follow? So this is what is happening with Luis Ayarson. So um, in, in view of this, we have had uh, contacted for 14 years or so, uh, for uh, not, not 14 years, for 18 years, uh, uh, we have had to contact the following agencies who are infested with organized crime uh, members working as government employees, and this is why millions of American citizens die for lack of uh, help uh, by the employees who are paid to uphold the law and to enforce the law, but they do not because they belong to the organized crime. So we contacted, uh, so you know, the district attorney's office and informed uh, him or her uh, about this. We also gave uh, evidence to these agencies, but nothing has been done. As you know, our country is in a, in a corruption crisis. From the very bottom to the very top, uh, people are corrupted. Government employees are corrupted. They take bribes. They uh, assassinate the citizens and subjugate the citizens in order to uh, enrich themselves illegitimately. So we uh, reported this to the local district attorney's office, the um, state attorney general's office, the Inspector General's Office, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the previous administration's office, uh, the office of the president during um, the previous administration, the corrupted local, state, and federal police, uh, which you know have been railroading the federal police, the FBI and the uh, federal quote-unquote police have been railroading our president for no reason, just other than the one, other than uh, that they hate him because he loves our country and our nation and our, and our citizens. So we reported uh, that to all these agencies, but nothing was done. You know why? So we have no choice but to help ourselves as citizens and help one another because today is us, tomorrow it will be you. As I said before, uh, my grandmother was one of the uh, most intelligent people that I have met in my life. And I was supposed to be a very intelligent person. 
uh, because I did, uh, uh, you know, I finished uh, my graduate studies and was a professor by the time I was 25. I had, while I was doing two full-time full jobs and I was taking care of a home. Uh, so I don't think I'm um, smart. I think that my grandmother, who didn't know how to be right, was smart because the things uh, that she said and the things that she did can only be done by a very smart person. And uh, this is what she used to say, I don't allow anybody to abuse anybody in front of me. You know why? Because then they're going to do it to me. And I have seen this time and time again. People who say, oh, you know, the problem is not with me, so I don't have to do anything. And then they go to that person and do the same thing that they did to the person in front of him or in front of her. So with that being said, uh, today's uh, all tomorrow will be you. And don't, do not think that if they try to railroad President uh, Donald J. Trump and they have tried to defame him, uh, put him in jail, and label her, they're not going to do it to you. Do not think for a minute because they will. I guarantee for sure they will. So my uh, my mother, Louisa Yarson, situation is the following. She still has the two chronic urinary tract infection and the bladder infection for lack of a simple antibiotics in medical care. And these um, situations happen in the third world countries. The third world health holds, like our president very well said, not in the United States, but it happens to the citizens and legal residents of the United States, not to the illegals. The illegals get the best health care as uh, possible in the United States, uh, the treatment of royalty, only the best of the best. So this is the situation, and this is why uh, many uh, people who do not love our country want to bring more illegals into our country so that the clients, prospective, prospective clients for the trafficking of identities and human benefits are there when they continue to sell and kill uh, the they continue to sell the identities of of uh, citizens and legal residents, and then uh, to they continue to kill them. So this is the situation. And um, after uh, I say our prayer, then we will go into the. Let me see. Call of action. So let me just say uh, our daily pr prayer really quickly because we cannot forget that. Remember, prayer is very important. Why? Because it connects us with God and because Satan dis strongly dislikes prayer because he knows it is very strong. It, it is very powerful. So with that being said, let's pray for our beloved Elvira Williams, a, a Christian activist uh, perished at the hand of the aforementioned government employees. Uh, and the same thing happened to my friend Kenneth, Kenneth's father. Uh, and um, 50 million American citizens and legal residents are in the same boat. They are on, on, on their way there also, as my mother is. Uh, so we need to pray for them also. And the 17 uh, Florida Broward County High School victims uh, also need prayer because they were the victims of the same organized crime member who assassinated Elvira Williams 
uh, this elderly and disabled citizen and, and Christian activist. Uh, after she reported her Section 8 being sold in her New York State, uh, in her pension, excuse me, not from New York State, I think she was from Georgia, and her pension being sold. So right now, currently, the people who are using her identity and defrauding the United States government through the welfare uh, system and through the social security uh, system are uh, using her identity with no problem because she's dead. Uh, but there is a problem. I'm here and I'm going to denounce this to my last breath. So um, with that being said, let's pray uh, because the same sheriff, Cat uh, Israel, who participated in her in the assassination of Elvira Williams, was the same sheriff belonging to the organized crime who ordered four or five police officers outside of the said high school not to go in and take down a shooter that was killing 15 of our children and two of our teachers who had no uh, no um, way of defending the children but to use uh, all bodies. Uh, and while they were sacrificing themselves, sacrificing their own lives, the four or five police officers that were outside listening to the shooting uh, were like uh, Sheriff Scott Israel not to go in and take down the shooter. Uh, and uh, this is how our uh, 17 Patriots got shot to death, uh, which is a diabolical thing to, to um, have happened. So we need to pray for their souls. So uh, God sends uh, his children to do justice to these people so their souls can go to the other side, to the light, after they uh, get justice. So um, this is uh, our prayer. And please close your eyes if you are not doing anything that uh, needs your eyes to be open, okay? So if you're driving or cooking, please do not cross, close your eyes. If you are not, if you're sitting down, please close your eyes and start our prayer. Our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for everything that you have given us. Thank you for the food, the clothing, the shelter, and everything else that you have given us, Heavenly Father. Thank you for enlightening us uh, and for giving us the wisdom to fight against the principalities and powers of this world, which are coming from the darkness and which are coming from the enemy. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your spirit of light and your angels of light to protect us every day and night. Thank you, Heavenly Father. But please don't forget, send your warrior angels and send your children to replace those diabolical people who are in our government system, who are our government employees, and who are abusing, uh, using and abusing their positions to subjugate your children, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and our countrymen, our fellow countrymen. Please, Heavenly Father, hear our prayer, and we wait for you. We will, we will wait for your justice. We the just God, the God of God and the King of kings. Please, Heavenly Father, send your children to investigate the assassination of Elvira Williams, Kenneth's father, and the other um, uh, victim of the organized crime that was assassinated on or around the 
the 2016 year, please, Heavenly Father, send your children to, to have uh, this investigated and to put uh, behind bars where they belong, the responsible party, because we need uh, justice as uh, the children uh, that belong to you and the ones that pass away need justice, Heavenly Father. If you don't do it, uh, we, we don't have anybody else. So we wait for you, Heavenly Father. Please give us justice and send your investigators to investigate these criminals who are abusing your children. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. So now that we have said our daily prayer, uh, let me just uh, give you the information about Luisa Oyarsun, the people that you need to contact so they can uh, stop violating the aforementioned federal laws that I read to you, U.S. Code 1838B and U.S. Code 1818AC2B. So, and these uh, are the following. Uh, as I said yesterday, the first one is this, uh, the New York Suban County Department of Social Service Commissioner, Ms. Catherine Muller, and um, Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-Y-N, Muller, M-U-L-L-E-R, and her middle initial is A-S-N-A. Her phone number is 607-664-2000 or 607-664-3000. But I always call 607-664-2000. And the fact number is 607-664-2179, And her email address uh, is her secretary's email address, which is Dana Edenham. But uh, Dana told me that if you send an email uh, to her, she in turn gives it to the commissioner. I don't know why the commissioner doesn't have uh, her own email address because a public employee, she should uh, give her email address uh, to the recipients of uh, the government benefits that she's in charge to, she's in charge of supervising, but at least we got her secretary's email address so we can contact her through this email address. And the email address is the following. Dana.Evenham at co.suven.ny.us. And Dana, uh, I'll spell it now for you. Dana, D-O-N-N-A dot Evenham, E as in Ed Edward, D as in Victor, I as in India, N as in Nancy, G as in George, H A M at C O dot Suben S as in Sam, C as in Tom, E U B as in Boy, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, dot N as in Nancy, Y as in George, dot U as in Under, S as in Sam. So it's Dana dot Evenham at C O dot Suben.ny.us. Uh, by the way, the same 
telephone number and fax number that I just gave you, that is the same one for the uh, New York Sugen County Department of the Services Fraud and Legal Department. The New York Sugen County DSS Fraud and Legal Department, and they are fully aware of what is happening with Luisa Oyarsson's Medicaid and how it is being solved as a patient. But nothing is being done for what I just explained to you about the um, crisis uh, of our justice system here in the United States, which is turning uh, more and more every day into uh, a hellhole system uh, from the third world, where everybody does whatever, whatever they want and everybody kills uh, whoever they want, uh, like uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. So, uh, this is uh, the same uh, information for the Cuban County DSS Fraud and Legal Department. So if you would like to make a call uh, or ask for the Fraud and Legal Department after you uh, speak to the commissioner or her secretary, please feel free to do so. Luisa Yarson needs your assistance uh, in uh, saving her life. And if you would like also to send a letter to the commissioner, you're welcome to do so because I know that a lot of people get so indignated with this elderly abuse in our country that they insist on sending a letter or, or on sending something in writing to uh, abusers uh, who are government employees who like to abuse or enjoy abusing um, the elderly, our elderly, as if they were not going to become elderly some someday. So, uh, her address, uh, the Commissioner Muller's address, is 3 East Pulteney Square. That's um, Tia's in Theater, U, Ella's in Love, Tia's in Tom, E, as in Edward, and as in Nancy, Y. So it's 3 East Pulteney Square, Bath, New York, 14810. Bath, New York, 14810. And um, the second call of action that I need you to make is to the New York State Department of Health Commissioner. His name is Howard Soccer, and he's an MD, a medical doctor. He's located at the uh, at Corning Tower, C O R N I N G Tower, and the next line is Empire State Plaza. And the next line, Albany, New York. And the next line um, is, well, Albany, New York, and the zip code is 12237. And the phone number for uh, Mr. Uh, Howard Tucker, or Commissioner of uh, the Department of Health in New York, Howard Tucker, is um, 518. 474-2011-518-474-2011 and the fax number is 518-474-6608 518-474-6608 and uh, you can send him an email uh, if you like, well, you need to write on the subject line, uh, attention to 
Dr. Howard Soccer. And his email address is diazindavid, that is D-O-H for the Department of Health, obviously. So it's D-O-H, diazindavid, O as in Orlando, H as in Harry. And then W-E, D as in boy, so that's D, that's W-E, D as in boy, and then at health.ny.gov. So D-O-H-W-E-B at health, dot N as in Nancy, Y as in your, dot gov, G-O-V. And for those of you who are news reporters, investigative news reporters and journalists or uh, news um, producers, you can contact him at press at health.ny.gov. Press at health.ny.gov. Uh, and um, the next call of action, the third, the third call of action that Luisa Oya uh, this patriot needs from uh, all of our patriots out there is the following. One call for, uh, excuse me, the Secretary of the United States Department of Health and Human Services, Mr. Alex Astor. Secretary of the United States Department of Health and Human Services, Alex Astor. A-L-E-X. A as in apple, Z as in zebra, A as in apple, R as in Raymond. And uh, he's uh, at 202-205-5445, 202-205-5445. And uh, I don't know what happened, but I called this number a few days ago, and um, there was no problem. Somebody picked it up, and I spoke to person, not a problem. But after uh, some of our patriots started call, apparently this person, uh, this um, secretary, Mr. Alex Asa, uh, have had the phone or um, on only answering machine or uh, on standby or whatever because nobody picks up the phone anymore. So apparently uh, he knows what is happening to elderly uh, chronically ill epileptic citizen, Luisa Oyatun, and uh, perhaps he doesn't want to talk about it, but we need to ask him to please have his uh, supervisees, the, the aforementioned commissioners, to hand in Luisa Oyatun's 14 years of Medicaid, which is being sold to illegals, because illegals did not work for dozens of years of her life. They, uh, her taxes and did everything right to get uh, her government benefits when she became sick. She did, Luis Aoyas, and so he needs to um, uh, show his face and be responsible and, and explain uh, to the to his supervisees, the financial commissioners, that they cannot just uh, violate laws, left and right, uh, commit multiple felonies, and assassinate a citizen. This is crazy. So um, his phone number is 202-205-5445, and uh, 
and his fax number is 240-453-2801. He also has a, an email, a, an email uh, address, which is <coughs> all as in Orlando, T as in Peter, A as in Apple, at as in Harry, another H as in Harry, that golf, G O V. So it's O T A at H H at G O V. And um, he can be found for those of you who get so indignated that you want to, you feel compelled to write a letter. You can write a letter to um, Secretary of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar, A-Z-A-R, at 200 Independent Avenue, comma, Southwest, so the American is a period, a W period, and the next one is Washington, D.C., 20201, and again, uh, you can also email him if you like to do so, but remember on the email, uh, on the subject of the email, you write attention to Secretary Alex Arthur, so they can give it to him when they receive the email. And uh, the next call of action that I would like you, uh, or that I need you to make uh, to all of, all of our patriots uh, out there, uh, is the following uh, to uh, temporary USA Social Security Administration Commissioner Nancy Berryhill, B as in Boy, E as in Edward, R as in Raymond, another R as in Raymond, Y as in yours, H as in Harry, I as in India, L as in Love, another L as in Love, and uh, her middle initial is A as in Apple. Nancy Berry Hill is the interim or temporary commissioner of the U.S. Social Security Administration Office, and she was the, one of the intellect, intellectual architects that planned the uh, assassination of my elderly disabled mother and myself on or around the 14th of December of 2017 during Christmas time because people who belong to the organized crime um, have uh, a custom, and their custom is during Christmas time or during uh, another festivity time, uh, they get uh, gifts from uh, the people in the in the criminal organization, and the, some of those gifts are uh, to kill a person who has been giving them a hard time, or or who is in the in the way of them doing their personal business with somebody else's money, or stealing uh, their, personal, their personal business by stealing somebody else's money. So uh, they uh, uh, they plan to give uh, uh, the death of or the assassination of my elderly disabled chronically mother and myself to uh, Barry Hill. So she, um, the state uh, sheriff, Thomas Dory, New York State Livingston County Sheriff, Thomas Dory, an organized crime member, and uh, Colette Rosedale, Diana Dean, and Kevin McGuire, 
um, were the, the planners, the intellectual architects of uh, the assassination attempt, and the ones that executed the attempt were, were the um, supervisees of New York Livingston County Sheriff's uh, Office, Thomas Doris Office, uh, which was uh, Miss Phyllis uh, in charge uh, of the, the assassination and the illegal eviction uh, by the organized crime, and um, uh, uh, two uh, officers sent by the oral sex police chief of Mount Morris, New York, Miss. Mr. McNamis, uh, Mr. Uh, Kenneth McNamis. So um, this was the one also, uh, Nancy Berry Hill, she was the one who stole four months worth of uh, my elderly disabled mother's court awarded social security benefits in order to prevent her from paying the rent so they could do the illegal eviction, which did not have a docket number or an index number. It was the, by the word of mouth, according to what they said. So they came on the 14th of December of 2017 and took my elderly disabled mother uh, only with the clothes that she had on outside uh, with a 70 weather. It was freezing and she got pneumonia because of that. It is a miracle, uh, and, and I tell you, only by the power of God she survived because she got pneumonia, and I got pneumonia too. Uh, we were going to sleep in a car uh, with a seven-degree weather. Of course, we were going to freeze, freeze to death. And one person opened his door to us by the command of God, and then uh, he allowed us to stay in his house, uh, which was not pleasant either. At least uh, we did not freeze, uh, freeze, freeze to death. Excuse me. So uh, this was the, the person who did that, Nancy Berry Hill, and also uh, to retain uh, or stole my mother's uh, money from the United States Department of Treasury. And also um, she is the one who is retaining, who uh, illegally involved uh, Louisa Oyarsun in a Medicare party again because she had uh, been disenrolled. Uh, and uh, she enrolled her and refuses to um, disenroll her because she says that she's making uh, too much money with her uh, with Medicare Part B. Of course, by having uh, she's making a lot of money by having um, uh, the DSS uh, commissioner, local DSS commissioner, uh, have her supervisees take the taxpayers' money without Luisa Oyarsen's permission to pay for Luisa Oyarsen's uh, Medicare Part B so she can, uh, so Nancy Berry Hill can receive a monthly amount of cash for uh, paying uh, hundreds of nursing homes across the nation with Luisa Oyarsen's Medicare Part B. So illegals can have their family members these nursing homes using Lisa Oyarsson's date of birth, social security number, and Medicare Part B, which Lisa Oyarsson cannot use because it took over her medical uh, care or medications so she can stay alive. The only uh, medical insurance that covers that, her medical insurance, that's why it was given to, to her, it was assigned to her, New York State Trade Medicaid, uh, which covers 100% of all her medications and 100% of all her
her specialized area of doctors. So this is the situation. And Nancy Berejil, by uh, enrolling uh, Luisa Oyarzun illegally in Medicare Part B as invoice and keeping her there, even though Luisa Oyarzun had called dozens of times uh, disenrolled, uh, to try to disenroll from this fraudulent Medicare Part B, for which she does not qualify. Uh, she says that, uh, Nancy Berryhill says that uh, she's making too much money with her and she's not going to enroll her uh, no matter what. And she doesn't care that she's uh, violating federal laws uh, in doing so. So um, I believe taxpayers' money uh, is, is uh, being used for that. Uh, and it is being used for uh, many other things with Risa Yasun. Uh, in, identity uh, and personal identifiable information. So the law that um, Nancy Berry Hill, the laws, federal laws that Nancy Berry Hill is in violation, is in violation of, excuse me, are the following. Uh, the Code of Federal Regulation, USC 1838 and USC 1818 AC2B and the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990. Uh, and um, he's also committing fraud because uh, he's using somebody else's personal and identifiable information without that person's permission or signature to enroll uh, her uh, in a medical insurance uh, in order to um, sell medical insurance to illegals in the country who have uh, people in nursing homes and use that medical insurance to pay for those nursing homes in exchange of a monthly uh, amount of money from the family members of the illegals who are in these nursing homes. I believe that shows criminal intent. Uh, so she's keeping some, she's keeping her there uh, to kill her, and while she's at it, uh, she's getting um, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars every month uh, to uh, into her pocket. So um, that shows criminal intent. And um, the Social Security Administration office where she is located, Nancy Berry Hill, is um, at 6401 Security Boulevard, and the abbreviation for Boulevard is B as in Boy, L as in Love, B as in uh, Victor, B as in David, 6401 Security Boulevard, Baltimore, Maryland, 21235. And the phone number there is 410-965-2982. 410-965-2982. And the fax number is 410-597-0015. 410-597-0015. And the um, time that she's supposed to be working uh, is 8:30 until 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, excuse me, Eastern Standard Time. 8:30 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, I also would like you to um, let me see to make one more call or uh, call of action uh, to the Inspector General's Office, who is fully aware of this fraud. And um, the phone number of the Inspector General is 
in all uh, the experiences that I have had, uh, after all this, I arrived at the following conclusion. Many of our government employees are like, uh, like bad weathermen. They always say uh, and do what's not uh, uh, correct. They always say what is not true, and they never correct what's wrong, and they never get fired. Thank God that our president, our current administration, have started to change this. At least, he already got rid of James Comey, McKay, Eric Snyderman, and other people, and some other people uh, who are corrupted, corrupt uh, to the bone. <laughs> uh, some other government employees who have engaged in gruesome criminal behavior and used and abused their positions within the government to railroad, persecute, hone down, and kill American citizens, legal residents. And while they're at it, they fill up their pockets with stolen government and taxpayers' money through the government benefits which the citizens work for all their lives by stealing their pensions and all of their government benefits. Is this fair? Okay, that was my opening statement. And as always, you can tell me what you thought about it uh, by going to my Facebook account, which, as you know, is www.facebook.com forward slash solan dot martinez dot five eight one seven. And that's again Solange Sam Hola Orlando L A. N as in Nancy, G-E, as in Edward, that Martinez, M-A-R, T as in Tom, I, N, E as in Zebra, I'm sorry, E as in Edward, Z as in Zebra, that 5817. Or you can also go to um, my mother's cancer website, so you can uh, see under what conditions uh, she's in after her identity and government benefits uh, have been sold to illegals by government employees, by the aforementioned commissioners of SSA, DSS, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the New York State Department of Health, and the uh, DOJ employees who are involved uh, with racket hearing or the organized crime. Uh, so um, you can go to Louis L. Jackson's cancer website at www facebook.com forward slash Luisa Oyarsun 66 forward slash A as in CT as in Peter forward slash 208-195-102-528-120 forward slash. So you can go through again to www.facebook.com forward slash and then Luisa Oyarsun, L-U-I-S as in Sam, A-O-Y-A-R, Z in Zebra, U-N as in Nancy, 66 forward slash, A as in Apple, T as in Peter, another T as in Peter, forward slash, 
208-195-102-528-120 forward slash. Or you can go to uh, the uh, next page that I created, that team, uh, Victims of the Illegal Mafia, which is V as in Victor, O as in Orlando, T as in Tom, I as in India, M as in Mary, and um, you can go directly to www.facebook.com forward slash that team, V as in Victor, O, T as in Tom, I, M as in Mary, all capitalized, okay? So all capital letters, and then write four five, the number four or five, so vaccine 45 forward slash, and you'll go right to the website, to the uh, page. Or you can Google me at, um, just write uh, Professor Solange Martinez, and Google that, and all my information will come up, and you can just contact me, because my contact information will be there. Uh, involved with all my work and uh, you can also go to, uh, you can also send me an email and let me know what you think about the show or uh, what you thought about my opening statement which is my email address is Solange Martinez 7 at yahoo.com or you can call me at 347-721-9255 347-721-9255 or 914-619-8362, 914-619-8362. The first one is uh, my home number, and the last one is my cell phone number. You can contact me at either one. And um, going back to um, today's uh, information, uh, I will tell you again uh, today's uh, topic, but before I go to today's topic, let me ask you a question. Um, did you get a piece of paper and a pen? Because you might want to jot down some, some of the information that I'm going to give you, which is very important. So if you haven't done so, I'm going to give you a few, excuse me, a few seconds so you can get a piece of paper and and you can jot down the information that you need. So let me give you some 30 seconds or so. Since I am a teacher, I always have my pen and paper uh, around me, so you should have your pen and paper uh, with you by now. So let me just give you today's topic so you can uh, have it in mind because we're going to talk about that. And this is today's topic. Domestic terrorism by the Social Security Administration Office, the Department of Social Service, the uh, Department of Justice, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, quote-unquote services, and the Department of Health Commissioners and their supervisees. In the trafficking of the identities and government benefits of the citizens and legal 
president. In their subsequent assassination of American citizen legal residents after their identities and government benefits have been stolen and sold to illegals by the said commissioners and other government employees involved in the organized crime and RICO violations. So that's uh, today's topic. And uh, I am going to uh, give you a little bit of a little bit of information, so you know you have some idea of uh, what these individuals who are involved in racketeering and RICO violations uh, are doing under the clock while they are being paid by our um, taxpayers and our uh, United States government. Federal Reserve account, and this is what they uh, get involved in. The DOJ employees, they are in charge. Their function within the organized crime is, is to harass, antagonize, and kill American citizens, uh, fabricate cases against the American citizens like they did with our President Donald J. Trump, uh, drain the citizens mentally financially and psychologically until they uh, drop dead or they commit suicide if they're not Catholic, of course, or they um, lose their temper and, uh, and kill somebody as a vengeance, uh, and then they can claim, the uh, railroaders can claim, oh, we have to kill this person because he tried to kill one of us or whatever. This is what the government employees who belong to the organization do to citizens. And as I said before, I have been falsely arrested, illegally incarcerated, and tortured in jail four times in the United States after I started my research about the trafficking of identities and government benefits and the assassination of American citizens and legal residents after the government employees uh, steal and sell their identities to illegals. So this is... Um, what I uh, gave you before, uh, these were the, the participants of my railroading here upstate New York because I was falsely arrested in Morristown, New Jersey, and illegally incarcerated and tortured in jail with my elderly disabled mother, by the way. And then um, at least they have the decency not to steal the records like all the other uh, times because when they falsely arrested, illegally incarcerated me and tortured me in jail, in New York City, in Manhattan, by uh, Police Precinct 34 and 33, they had uh, the audacity to steal the records. And I went, when I went to get my supposed criminal record, they told me, oh, there is no criminal, there is no record of, of your arrest. And I said, not even a sticker, no, no, there is no record. And then I continued to come back and insist. And they told me, oh, well, uh, there are records, but uh, the judge had, had them sealed. And I did not ask for my records to be sealed. So I hereby authorize any news reporters, investigative news reporters, or news director, or news um, uh, producers to get a copy of my record and to ask uh, for all the evidence according to uh, what I was uh, accused of uh, and publish all uh, everything that you want regarding my false arrest. Uh, any uh, arrest that I have had in the United States. Also, uh, when I was falsely arrested, illegally incarcerated, and tortured in jail in uh, Manhattan, New York City, uh, Manhattan, 
uh, I moved on and I came back upstate New York and the organized crime uh, followed me here to assassinate me here. Uh, Kevin McGuire sent assassins after us and I drove uh, eight hours uh, to come here and uh, his assassins were driving uh, behind us, behind my elderly disabled mother and myself for eight hours. So you know that this is organized crime. This is racketeering, there's no doubt about it. So um, these were the railroaders that uh, had me falsely arrested, illegally incarcerated, and tortured in jail, and they were going to assassinate me here in jail in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York. Uh, and uh, then they have the audacity to steal the records. They have, according to my research, they had six cases involving me. And when I went to get the minutes or the, uh, any shred of, uh, of evidence of those records, they say, oh, no, those uh, case numbers are not in the computer. And I said, oh, they're not in the computer? How come I got the numbers then? And, and they have my name. And they say, well, I don't know how you got it, but uh, they're not in the computer. So they had six cases uh, involving uh, me and uh, my personal identifiable information in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, um, a building, uh, what's the name of the building? Oh, uh, <laughs> the Hall of Justice, give me a break. And that's at 99 Exchange Boulevard in Rochester, New York. And uh, the people, the railroaders were charging an uh, enormous amount of money to deal with my case. I believe it was like $500 per hour where um, the, uh, the um, Monroe County Judge, John B. Middle-Initial Gallagher, his court attorney, Supervisee, uh, Paul M. Jordan, who was the lawyer who posed as a uh, judge and issued a court order against me, prohibiting me from practicing um, my freedom of uh, speech, my freedom of religion, or my freedom of press in the United States. And, and this was in a local uh, court, a domestic violence court in, in Rochester, New York. And when I asked for my full uh, criminal file, it was refused to me. Of course, it was refused to me because I was going to see the guy that I had, in, I, I, that I had investigated, that I found out I was a, a, an attorney, and he usually poses as a, as a judge and issues court order against citizens and civilians and have them falsely arrested and illegally incarcerated when they uh, disagree with the organized crime. So after that, I reported him, and uh, after I was doing my research, I found out that um, a lawyer like him by the name of um, Randa Crawford in Chicago, was prosecuted for the very same thing that he did to me, posing as a judge, and she was uh, stripped from her uh, for, from her uh, uh, law license. She was also put in jail, and she was fired. But Mr. Paul Riordan is alive and well in Rochester, in the sanctuary city of Rochester, with a salary of $179,000 or more. Uh, while I had to spend nine months uh, going to court and uh, being there on time while 
the uh, my supposed accuser, a drug dealer and uh, a criminal who has been in and out of jail since the age of 12, who posed as my husband or uh, a, a boyfriend or significant other, and supposedly I had children with him and I don't have any children, uh, while Israel rewarded me with this criminal. And um, this old Riordan is uh, like nothing has happened. Uh, he's getting his salary. He has his nice uh, car, his nice job, and his nice home. While his railroading citizens left and right, falsifying uh, court records and legal records, and also trying to assassinate people by telling uh, their uh, family members and other people who are looking for them that after they were falsely arrested, they don't show up anywhere in the jail. So they can kill them and then dispose of the body. And this is what uh, our um, this is what our government employees are currently doing in the United States. So uh, the list goes on, and we have also uh, involved in my case, in my false arrest, uh, the Monroe County District Attorney Sandra Dorley, another criminal, the Monroe County Public Defender Tim Donaher, another criminal. Uh, and by the way, the public defender was my lawyer and my accuser's lawyer at the same time. Imagine, <laughs> uh, talking about conflict of interest. Then uh, I would like to tell you that the public defender and senior public de defender, Matthew Clark, was also involved in my railroading, and the public defender, Joseph Doran, was involved for a little bit, but when he saw what they were doing to me, he, he refused to have anything to do with uh, my case, so he recused himself. Uh, same thing with Diana Ferretti, she recused uh, herself, and and I would have done the same thing, uh, frankly, uh, and because people lose their licenses for this. The state of New York, um, which I sued, of course, and the Monroe County, which I sued, Police defender uh, Odette Belton. She also um, took her, herself out of the case, and it was given to uh, a corrupted lawyer that uh, was running for office. What a coincidence! He was running for office, and then he started to railroad me. Oh, I wonder what correlation there is uh, between these two things: running for office. Railroading Professor Martinez and falsifying court records, uh, getting paid $500 an hour or so for not doing anything with the taxpayers' money. It sounds like fraud to me. But anyways, the detective investigator, um, C. Moscato, was also involved. The Sergeant Anthony M. Bongiovanni, corrupt to the bone, and as well as Moscato. Uh, Rochester police officer Derek Sterling, his function within the organized crime is to write false, false police reports at the request of Ban Jovi, uh, and Ban Jovi, and the Sanctuary City of Rochester, New York, police chief. Um, uh, Derek Sterling, back number is 363. Uh, the female public office officer who came to my 911 call, um, 
when I called the police because the assassin that they had posting as my husband, a significant other, on uh, the 2nd of uh, May of 2019, we issued the um, court order against me, not uh, by a judge, but uh, by a lawyer posting as a judge. Uh, she was the one who um, came to to answer the 911 call when I called the police on this guy that uh, has been in and out of jail since the age of 12, uh, that had, they had spoken as my husband or, uh, or boyfriend or significant other and supposedly living with me at the time uh, of the supposed court order issued by a supposed judge, which resulted to be an attorney. Uh, so her name was uh, officer, uh, the police officer. Well, I didn't have her name, but um, if you check the December uh, 911 call of 2017, you will see that uh, she was the one who sent who was sent to answer the call to 330 Electric Avenue in Rochester, New York. Uh, we also have the Rochester police officer and assassin, uh, or Rochester assassin working as a police officer who uh, wrote the false police report saying that he came to um, the home once uh, on or around May 2nd, and he saw that uh, the uh, said aforementioned criminal was living in the house, and uh, I was doing something to him or something to that uh, extent. And by the way, for falsifying police reports, uh, police officers uh, are fired and their uh, pensions are suspended. They eliminate their pensions for falsifying police reports. Police reports. That's the law. Being that uh, this is done with uh, assassin uh, work, uh, the assassin work, this assassin working as a police officer, Mr. Wrong, a batch number four five three. No, because there is no accountability. That's why uh, they continue to they continue to do what they do. We also have the Rochester uh, police officer Mandurano, uh, batch number thirty nine. Uh, he was the one uh, together with a police officer and assassin Rome, uh, who falsely arrested and illegally incarcerated me, and. Uh, uh, were going to assassinate me in jail if a group of activists do not bombard the jail with calls uh, and tell them that they knew I was there uh, and uh, not to try to say that I wasn't there, that I was not taken to that uh, jail because they were going to uh, kill me and then dispose of me. Coincidentally, uh, after I found out, uh, after I was doing research and found out that this jail and this um, police department uh, Post the arrest and illegally incarcerate citizens and then put them in jail without any evidence or probable cause. And after they spent uh, months in jail, and after they spent months in jail and they ask for evidence against them for their arrest, they are told by the judge, oh, uh, there is no evidence against you yet, but uh, we'll, look, we'll look for it uh, and then we'll let you know when we find it. <laughs> uh, and I was in one of those stations <laughs> uh, investigating this this court. Uh, and remember, uh, I also found out that uh, they get uh, $10,000 per day per capita for each person that they uh, uh, illegally in, 
incarcerated, uh, and they only spend $200 per day for capita. So uh, <laughs> that sounds like a uh, motive to be <laughs> to need to commit fraud or fraud. Uh, remember the the the, the word means motive and opportunity. It sounds like these people have uh, all of them and a ground for, for, for arresting them, okay? Uh, the Rochester police officer's Debo, batch number 630, he also participated in my false arrest and railroading, and the internal affairs sergeant, Vincentio, uh, from the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, attorney Matthew Clark, George uh, Maiha C. Dixon, Maiha is M as in Mary, A, I, J as in John, A as in Apple, C as in Cat uh, is the middle initial, and then Dixon is the last name, D, I, X as in X-ray, uh, all as in Orlando, and N as in Nancy. So he uh, was also one of the people who participated in my false arrest. I have a, a list of all the people who participated in my false arrest, and um, let me just give you the list, uh, uh, a little bit of time. Uh, Josh uh, Theresa uh, B. Johnson, um, he was the judge who, who um, issued uh, an illegal eviction while my mother and I, uh, against my elderly disabled mother, while my mother and I lived at 330 Electric Avenue, she said that um, the house that we were living in was bought, but according to my research, it was not bought. Uh, they did the illegal eviction so they could take us out uh, illegally evict uh, my elderly disabled mother and then return the criminal who they who had been in and out of jail since the age of 12, who they used to railroad me into a fabricated case uh, in the wrong court that was also that was uh, all um, a fabrication. And uh, after this judge appointed by Obama, President Obama, Judge uh, um, uh, Gallagher was contacted by members of the media and uh, other people, then he dropped the case and sealed the case. I wonder why. Uh, so let me just leave it up to this. Because I have a, a, a long list of people that I have to denounce in this show. And let me just um, tell you, going back to the, the this, this is what uh, the government employees of our nation uh, have engaged in for the last 30 years or so, according to my research. Now they are doing it to uh, our president, and you know that when they do it to the president, it's because they get they are tired of doing it to regular citizens. So let me just go back to uh, Elvira Williams, the uh, uh, assassinated Christian activist who denounced the trafficking of her identity and government benefits and who then was black from getting medical care as my mother is, and um, she was um, assassinated on or around the 27th of December, the, uh, 
born around the 27th, excuse me, of January of 2018. Uh, and the same um, sheriff that was involved in the shooting of, in allowing the shooting of the 17 Florida County, uh, Florida Broward County uh, victims was the same sheriff that was involved in her assassination. Uh, so um, let me just tell you, every time that she used to call the ambulance because she was elderly and disabled to be taken to the hospital uh, because she had internal bleeding, anal and uh, vaginal bleeding, uh, she was denied medical care for the internal bleeding. Instead, she was uh, antagonized, harassed, and uh, subjugated and given uh, or uh, applied a Baker Act on uh, when she was not suicidal and was not a threat to her or anybody else. And to apply a Baker Act to somebody uh, for 70, a Baker Act is a, a, um, a procedure that a government employees are allowed to, to do on somebody when the person is suicidal or the person is a, a, a threat to other people, to other people or to himself or herself. And uh, this elderly person was not suicidal and she was not violent or violent or a threat to herself or to somebody else. So they used to um, keep her sometimes eight days uh, and uh, this um, Baker Act is only applied for three days, 72 hours. So you know these people were organized crime members who were uh, retaliating against her for denouncing their trafficking of identities and government benefits, and they denied her medical care until she basically dropped dead. And while they uh, were at it, denying her medical care, they also tortured her every time she went to the hospital. And this is what uh, the uh, government employees have been up to for the last 30 years or so. This is why today's um, uh, today's uh, title or topic is called what is called, uh, and this is why I decided to call it that way to show uh, the uh, American people what these employees engage in when in reality they are being paid to take care and protect the citizens. So this is why I called the show today domestic terrorism uh, by the SSA, DSS, DOJ, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and the New York State Department of Health, or the Department of Health of uh, um, Florida, in this case, in uh, this activist case. Uh, because I need uh, to inform public what our uh, government employees are doing, have been doing, and uh, that they have no intention of stopping or of stopping their criminal behavior. Why? Because there is no accountability. That's all. Now we are getting some accountability with uh, the draining of the swamp by our current administration, thank God, because if he hadn't been for uh, Donald J. Trump, then um, Mr. Snyderman, uh, Eric Snyderman would be there. Comey would still be there, McKay would still be there, and many other six puppies would still be there, like this uh, Anthony Weiner, uh, I believe his name is. Uh, and these people uh, were removed by the hands of the hand of God because 
if those people continue there, oh my God, <laughs> I don't want to even imagine. Well, this is the information that I have uh, in regards to Elvira Williams. And uh, let me just tell you, every time that she was in the hospital, uh, I, she used to call me and I used to call the hospital. I used to say, well, you are applying a Bayer Act on her based on what? Because a Bayer Act needs to be applied for a person who is violent, who is uh, threatened with uh, killing herself or himself, or threatened other people with killing them, and that's not the case, obviously, with uh, L-Disabled Elvira Williams. So why are you applying the Bayer Act? No answer. Also, I asked the hospital, the hospital staff, uh, why are you applying, uh, why did you have the Baker Act ready for her before uh, a, a, the medical staff even got to her home because the Baker Act is based on the observation of somebody being uh, suicidal and the person saying, I'm going to kill myself or, or I'm going to kill somebody else, uh, being suicidal or being a threat to herself or to somebody else. And before the, they even got uh, to her home in the ambulance, they had the Baker Act prepared. That means that they were in violation of the law because the Baker Act is based on observation of the aforementioned two concepts, suicidal and being suicidal and also being a threat to somebody, wanting to kill somebody else. So. After that, after I spoke to these people in this uh, corrupted hospital, I asked uh, Elvira to give me permission uh, verbally to pass disclosure, which she did, and to give me permission to ask for her record. I asked for her record after she gave me permission, and she passed disclosure, and they denied uh, a, a, her a, her leave to give me her medical um, information because the medical information, they had notes that they didn't want me to see because they knew that they were committing fraud and they were also violating the law and committing multiple felonies. So these people at the Broward Health Hospital who assassinated uh, Elvira Williams upon, upon the organized crime request in conjunction or with the aiding and abetting of uh, Israel, Sheriff Scott Israel and his supervisees, they were trying to hide what they were doing. Uh, and even after they assassinated her uh, and she dropped dead for lack of medical care and medication, even then they rushed to uh, incinerate her and, and uh, make uh, disappear any record of any uh, wrongdoing or tampering. This product is indicative of a, of a person or, of a, or a group of people who have committed a crime and who want to hide the crime. You follow? So this is the information I have from this hospital. The hospital is a Florida Broward County Hospital, and the phone number there is 954-941-8300. She was in room 527 in bed one, and she always complained of being harassed, antagonized, and being denied medical care. While she was there, they also uh, refused to give her the medication that 
her own doctor prescribed to her um, the doctor that she saw outside the hospital as an outside patient. So when you take away the case of uh, the of someone someone's doctor, that means that you want to kill the person. So the the medications are the ones that the doctor, her own doctor, prescribes. You follow? So and with that, let me just tell you, I also found out the nurse rotation uh, with whom I spoke, and the phone number there is. Nine five four seven eight six six five nine zero nine five four seven eight six six five nine zero and the quack I'm sorry the um, supposed psychiatric psychiatrist that um, put Elvira in a psych ward and forced medication on her or on her illegally uh, was uh, Delvina Thomas D E L Diaz Indictor, I-N-A, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S. And uh, I also have uh, the Broward County Organized Crime Nurse Station put Elvira in a psych ward, uh, and she told me that she couldn't breathe uh, and had chest pain, and she was not getting medical care. This was uh, before she, they finally assassinated her. And the uh, supposed uh, a psychiatrist, another one, another quack, uh, was Dr. Francis, Dr. Quote-unquote Francis, and his phone number is 954 681 1818. 954 681 1818. And I have to uh, uh, still make a note. Even if a, if a person was or even if a, if a person was like a monster or, or a person that wanted to assassinate, even if the people, the person that uh, was uh, involved in the in, in the uh, assassination of a group of people, even if the person who is uh, a killer or is suicidal, if the person has internal bleeding, the medical staff has the legal uh, obligation to provide medical care to that person. That's their law. They cannot deny medical care to anybody in the United States. They cannot. They must provide medical care. That's their law. And um, this Dr. Francis phone number again is 954-681-1818. I am sure that if investigative news reporters and news reporters or news producers or government officials investigating these people, you will find the hidden treasure for sure. You will find their their uh, their can of worms for sure. And uh, I also notated something else. It says here, on October 17, 2017, at approximately 9.25 a.m., I spoke to Sandy. After I left a message for her, I also... Um, uh, spoke to several activists, uh, Renata, Tania, who also called the hospital, and they were also uh, uh, finding out what I just told you, that uh, Louis, uh, that Elvira Williams was being abused. He was being applied uh, to Iraq, uh, illegally, 
and she was being retained uh, for eight days. Uh, in the Baker Act, it's, it's only three days. For eight days against uh, Ms. Uh, Elvira Williams, um, uh, which so she was basically being kidnapped. They are, so this is what these people use our hospitals and uh, government resources for to head back at somebody for reporting them and reporting their corruption and illegal behavior. So I hope that you are understanding how uh, uh, these people terrorize uh, American citizens and legal residents and what they do to them illegally. And they are still getting their salaries, uh, doing business as usual, because there is no accountability whatsoever. So right now, I'm going to unmute everybody. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about my opening statement or what I just said, feel free, uh, feel, please, please feel free to do so, to say so, and don't be timid. Okay, since you don't have any comments, questions, or concerns, I'm going to give you a little more, a little bit more information because I have a lot of material that I need uh, you to say and aware of because these people need to be investigated and they need to be removed from their uh, government of uh, uh, positions so they can be pre uh, pre uh, they can be placed where they in jail, and they can, uh, the, the general population can be saved by putting these people in jail. So the other um, DOJ employees involved, as I said, in post arrest in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, um, at the Hall of Justice, quote unquote, uh, was the Judge Maiha C. Dixon. She was the judge that um, was supposed to sign my uh, arrest warrant, but she did not. The one that signed my arrest warrant was not a judge, was Paul Riordan, an attorney who was posing as a judge who should be in jail and should be stripped from his um, uh, legal license if he had any, uh, because I believe, I personally believe he's impersonating but um, he should be stripped from uh, his law license if he has any, and he's um, uh, getting his salary, getting everything that he uh, wants, and still railroading people at the aforementioned uh, Hall of Justice. So when I came out uh, the next day after my post arrest, Judge uh, Dixon was the one who uh, released me uh, on the I work because uh, she, I'm sure she knows, I, she didn't talk to me and I didn't ask her, but I'm sure positive that she knew this was a false arrest because the same judge that uh, sees you after uh, you are uh, arrested is the one that usually signs the arrest warrant. So, uh, and the judge, uh, Teresa D. Johnson, was also the that um, 
took away uh, the charges that I had, uh, or the other protection that I had against the criminal who was in and out of jail, who was used to roll me uh, and to uh, have me arrested. Uh, he uses many names, but one of his names is um, Ruben Diaz. Um, uh, what was it? Well, Ruben Diaz, but anyways, he used many names because the Rochester uh, police chief uh, in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, changes his name around, his middle name, uh, he puts as the, the first name, and his first name he uh, places as his middle name, so they cannot find his criminal record, or they can play with his criminal record, uh, that the ones that he has, he has in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, because he belongs to the organized crime, and he kills people, he's an, a hired assassin for the organized crime. So he tried to kill me, and he tried to kill my mother, because he uh, sells, uh, that's his function within the organized crime, he sells identities and government benefits. So what he does is he steals people's identities and sells these identities to Corinda Crossdale. So Corinda Crossdale, the Department of Social Services Commissioner in, in uh, Monroe County in Rochester, New York, uh, he in turn uh, sells these to illegals and sell them with the packet, uh, the packet, the welfare packet, I mean the welfare packages uh, to illegals, and then uh, uh, he, he has uh, uh, Ruben, Esteban Ruben Diaz, or whatever his name is, this assassin who has been in and out of jail since the age of 12. He, uh, his function then is to get rid of the people that he stole his, their identities from and started to Corinda Crossdale, the DSS commissioner. Uh, to get rid of the people is to assassinate them and dispose of them uh, in the local um, garbage dump or in the local uh, river. You follow? This situation that we have with our government employees, uh, it is a, a very uh, disgusting situation, and I believe with all my heart that these people must be removed ASAP, like yesterday, uh, from their, their uh, position, and somebody with some decency and values and morals need to be uh, replacing them. ASAP. That's why uh, I like our President Donald J. Trump because he doesn't play around. And he, I hope, uh, continues alive because uh, these criminals are really uh, ruthless, and I have uh, investigated that people in the sanctuary city of Chester, New York, uh, wanted to, to, or were plotting to kill him, to assassinate him. And then coincidentally, after uh, I found that out, then uh, somebody was found uh, walking around uh, at the White House while the, the Secret Service uh, people were not around. So what a coincidence. But anyway, uh, let me ask you, if you have any uh, questions, comments, or concerns, uh, I know that people can sign uh, from a remote location, can, can sign uh, on from a remote location. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to tell them to me. Uh, don't be timid. Or you can send me an email or you can go to my Facebook account, which you already have because I, I gave it to you and tell me uh, 
what you thought about the program, or what you agree or disagree, or give me the information that you need so I can uh, discuss it in the program. That you need to give me so I can discuss it in the pro in the program. So I'm going to um, play now some of the clips that I reserved that I prepared for you, so you can see how um, the organized crime um, uses and abuses. Uh, a, how the organized crime members use and abuse their positions to black people from getting medical care uh, so they can get back to them and um, they can retaliate against them. This is what happened to me because since I denounced these people, now they are blocking me from getting medication and medical care. And again, if you have any questions, you can uh, let me know, okay? This is uh, good because this way you can uh, see for yourself the amount of um, corruption that we are facing with the citizens. Take a look. Uh, to discuss 
the situation that I have reported to the Inspector General, Attorney General, the uh, Attorney, the local and uh, federal police, and the situation continues to uh, exist. I have been reporting this uh, organized crime member, including uh, a violator, um, this pharmacy, for the last uh, 10 years or so, and the um, racketeering continues. So let's see what this organized crime member, um, district manager of Walgreens, uh, is located in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, where I was arrested, illegally incarcerated, and tortured in jail, and they were going to assassinate me uh, there. If it had not been for the activists that called the jail, uh, I would have been dead because they already had me uh, in a cell for supposedly suicidal people, and I have never been suicidal, so. And that's against my religion also, because I'm Catholic, and they are against uh, suicide or taking the life of somebody else. Uh, I don't believe in that in the, in the Catholic Church. So let's see what this guy uh, has to say, what excuses he uh, makes. And now I'm going to call my crime member 585 
um, where I reported corruption and uh, the killing of American citizens and legal residents and illegally incarcerating them also, uh, has um, uh, a pharmacy that tells me that the drug is not covered. And when I, when I uh, contacted my insurance, New York State Trade Medicaid, they told me that they uh, didn't know what, what we were talking about because the drug is covered. And it seems, it seems also strange to me that um, about three or four days before, the Walgreens pharmacist at another um, location told me that the drug costs uh, $6.51, and the one, the, the Walgreens in Bath, New York, uh, wanted $8, I mean uh, $11 for the drug, excuse me. So it seems very strange to me. So I contacted the Inspector General's office. I also denounced this on my radio show. And also, I am uh, reporting this uh, to all the news reporters and investigative news reporters that I can possibly get in contact with. The Inspector General's Office is fully aware of what uh, it has been going on for the last 14 years or so because I and millions of other citizens have reported this, and this continues. I wonder why. I don't understand why if I am a conservative Hispanic Christian activist, I cannot get the same medication that illegals can get in Rochester, New York, or here in Bath, New York. No, I, I really don't know what, what has to do with the other. Um, can you tell me what what Walgreens store gave you a, a price of was it six fifty one? I'm not familiar with the pricing structure in every store for He's the district manager. <laughs> he's the district manager, the manager of the district. And he's not familiarized with his job. He's not familiarized that uh, with the prices that his company has uh, across the nation. Because it's one company, one price. It's not different companies. It's one company. No, it is covered. It is covered. I spoke to my insurance. And they told me, and I, and I recorded my conversation, by the way, with insurance. And I recorded also my conversation with the people at Walgreens in Bath, New York. And they, they told me that it was not covered. And the previous Walgreens told me that it was covered and that everything was um, uh, prepared for me to just go pick up the medication here in Bath, New York, because they had already run the insurance uh, two or three days previously, and they saw that the drug was covered. So I don't understand why. Well, I do understand. I know what's going on. Uh, and I, I don't understand why um, this is allowed uh, in the United States because if illegals can get medication and people who are not citizens can get medication, good medication, I don't understand why um, they tell me that my insurance doesn't cover for the medication. I spoke to my insurance and I recorded the conversation. And they told me that they didn't know what Walgreens was talking about, that they checked my insurance is good and that it does cover uh, the medication. And by the way, I am a case worker also. I do case work fairly uh, <clears throat> all over the United States, uh, in Illinois, Chicago, Florida, uh, and other places. And I have been dealing with uh, New York State Medicaid for the last 14 years or so. 
and I have never seen a medication that is not covered by Medicaid, ever. I had some research into why it came back in our store, in our particular store, a uh, drug not covered. When they say I have to do some research, that means I have to go and ask the commissioner of DSS or SSA who ordered to give you sugar pills instead of medication or to deny the selling of the medication to you. That's what they mean when they say I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do some research. I don't know what insurance plan number, uh, what uh, insurance. I can uh, give you. I, I, I can give you my insurance information. Uh, you can also uh, request the video, the security camera video from uh, 5-7-18 at 2.53 p.m. where when I went to pick up the medication and prior to that, to me receiving the medication, the African-American walked into the Walgreens and then after that, uh, all of a sudden, the covered medication was not covered anymore. And when they told me the Imetrex um, the uh, genetic, um, they, they sold me a medication that is the equivalent of uh, sugar pills, uh, which is made in India, and it, it doesn't do absolutely anything for uh, someone's migraine headache, at least not for mine. So that's also fraudulent, uh, and this is why I reported this to the special office and the other uh, pregnant um, individuals and agencies. Because this is not right. Uh, if you're going to sell medications uh, that are the equivalent of sugar pills, you should not uh, sell them to human beings. You, perhaps you can uh, uh, do something else with it, but you should not sell them to human beings. If you are, uh, Walgreens is uh, playing with the lives of people. And my Medicaid, my Medicaid number, I have it in front of me if you want it. Uh, uh, because when they um, asked me for the Medicaid again, uh, and again, uh, I have to tell you that uh, they had me, when I went to pick up the medication, they said, okay, come back uh, in 50 minutes. I came back in half an hour. The medication was still being tampered with. Uh, so they say, come back, uh, leave and come back again. So I came back up after 20 or, or 25 um, minutes later. The medication was not uh, ready yet, so they told me come back and leave and come back again. I came back a third time, and then in the third, uh, during the third time, they say, "Oh, you have to give us cash, uh, eleven, uh, eleven something dollars, almost twelve dollars." When the medication cost six dollars and fifty-one cents, and the medication is covered by my insurance. So this is what Walgreens has been up to, uh, and he, and it is. Uh, uh, an organized crime member that does what the uh, organized crime members uh, tell uh, tell it to do, not what the law uh, says to do. So these pharmacists, uh, they need to be prosecuted uh, for fraud, and they need to be uh, prosecuted also for endangering the safety of uh, the citizens by selling them medication that they know are uh, the equivalent of sugar pills. And with that being said, if there is not uh, any more questions, comments, concerns, because I know that there are um, uh, there are uh, uh, questions.
questions uh, uh, that uh, I might have to uh, answer. Uh, if there are none, now this time I'm going to leave it for tomorrow because we just went over uh, the limit for eight minutes. We were supposed to do it in two hours. It's two hours and eight minutes right now. So uh, tomorrow you have the clips that I was uh, that I played just now, and tomorrow. You can listen to the other clip that I'm going to play for you because um, we run out of time and uh, I will have other recordings for you so you know uh, you have uh, a good illustration of what these uh, people are doing from uh, the government, the, the government employees and also private companies like Walgreens. And with that being said, uh, let me uh, wish you a good night. Uh, remember to pray because remember, Satan doesn't like prayer because he knows it's very effective. So remember to pray and remember to do what God uh, tells you to do, what is good uh, to God and uh, what God says to do, not what the society says to do, not what your neighbor says to do, what God says to do. Don't forget, if you do what your neighbor or the society tell you to do, you are going to be an unhappy camper. So do what God says to do. And with that, uh, let me wish you a good night, and uh, I will talk to you tomorrow.